0: Thorne is an accomplished singer-songwriter with an array of artists who have cut his songs. Tanya Tucker, Bailey Ray Cyrus, and Jerry Jeff Walker have all covered his tunes. That's incredible enough, but he's also made a name for himself as a performer as well. He has a dry, southern wit that informs his lyrics, and a laid-back style that draws you in and makes you feel at home. His latest album is an exploration of these influences, and I had the chance to chat with him recently about it. I hope you dig it. Well, uh, can you start off by telling us a little about the recording of the album? Was it done during the pandemic? Was it distance? Uh, how did that whole process work?
1: Well, we recorded the album right before the pandemic hit. Uh, it, it was like I think it was like just late part of 2019, actually, you know, or early 20. I can't remember, but it was it was a long it was it was one or the other but we we decided, you know, then the pandemic hit and we had this record we wanted to put out, but there's really there's really no way to put a record out during the pandemic. You can't tour, you can't you can't go by radio stations, you can't you can't do anything. So it would, I just thought it would be kind of silly to put a record out when the world had come to an end, you know what I mean? Basically. And so we just sat on the record and uh it's coming out in August. Yeah, cuz now, you know, we're we're slowly getting the tour again and things are coming back so now we have a way to go out and try to promote it and get it get it known you know
0: absolutely who all played on the record
1: my band of my band of 22 years that's who played on it. my band always plays on the albums uh but the on but the big difference on this album than any of the other albums i've ever done is uh usually i would come into the studio and with my acoustic guitar and play the songs for the band and they'd write their charts and then they would uh... then I'd put my guitar down and I would just I would just sing on the record and not play but this time uh, I played a uh, guitar on every record acoustic guitar and, uh, and because of it the album has a bit of a, an acoustic vibe to it which is unlike anything I've ever done in my whole career and, and I'm real happy about it because uh, you know uh, my band still played on it, but they kind of built their parts around my acoustic guitar, which makes it like a more acoustical type album. And uh, I'm super, super proud of it. And I was very fortunate to hook up with uh, a young man, a young man named uh, Matt Ross Spang, who was a, a, a a Grammy winning engineer but he's also an incredible uh producer that the world I think needs to know about cuz he he when I went in the studio uh he knew what I wanted to do which was I wanted to make uh, a band album but 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 also I wanted it to to be bu- like I said built around my acoustic guitar and and uh, I was sending him demos uh on from my iPhone of just me and my guitar And he totally got it, because am I the greatest guitar player? No, absolutely not. But I have a thing I do that I think is unique to me, and I got to showcase it on this record. And uh, it uh, caused my band to have to play a lot differently than they normally play, because, you know, usually on my records, the band's just like Balls to the Wall, but it's it's a very subtle record, and I'm very proud of the way it sounds. And I give Matt credit for that too because he's you know in, 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 spite of, in addition to being a great producer he uh he's a great mixer and he mixed the he mixed the record so good and it's, it's just a, he did a great job making the sound making the sound what i wanted it to be yeah you
0: know. absolutely so was it recorded there in memphis at his place
1: yeah it was recorded at uh sam phillips a lot of people get confused because they think when I say Sam Phillips Studios, I'm talking about Sun, but a little history lesson I learned was uh, uh, Sam Phillips never owned Sun; he rented it. And so, but when he became successful with the, you know, with the unbelievable lineup of talent he he got was uh, like you know Roy Orbison, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, I mean Elvis Presley. It was an incredible list you know, of people who are, will always be rock and roll icons. You know, Sam Phillips produced all those guys. But when he got successful, instead of renting out Sun, he bought some property a couple blocks away from Sun and and, and started Sam Phillips Recording Studio, which isn't Sun, but it is Sam Phillips. And uh, the equipment they have in there, the recording equipment... I'm not a tech head, so I can't I can't name a lot of technical things. But the the equipment they record with in that place is vintage, and it has a sound from another time. And that was something I was really uh, glad I could plug into was that was that vintage sound. And uh, you know, I had when I was writing these songs, <laughs> you know, I had an old um, Gibson hummingbird, that I keep here at the house cause I don't want to get tore up and the strings on this guitar were literally three years old and they were so dead sounding they sounded more like a bass guitar than a guitar but we miked it a certain way and it sounded amazing The the I actually liked the way it sounded with the uh, with the dead strings and uh, it's just everything that could have went right on this record it did. It all went so well, man. And there were so many special moments on it. Like, uh, well, you know, like I said, I, before we recorded, I, t- I told my band, I said, "Look, this is a different animal. We're not, we're not rocking. On. We're, we're, there's going to be some groove stuff on there, but it's not a rock album. It's a, this is these are songs that mean a lot to me, and I want them to get a stripped down uh, uh, approach to recording them." And some really special other things was I wrote this song called uh, Breaking Up for Good Again, and it's about the common struggles that married people have when they live, you know, in close quarters. You know, there's going to be bumps in the road. You're going to get in arguments, and, you know, from time to time, it's not always going to be a honeymoon. But uh, if you love that person... You'll keep coming back. And that's what the song's about, breaking up for good again. And when I was riding in, in my house, uh, my wife was walking through the house, and uh, she sings, she, I mean, she's not a professional singer, but she can sing, and she sings really good harmony. And she started singing harmony with me here in the house. And it sounded so good, I recorded it and sent it to Matt, and he said, you got, we got to record it recorded like this. So we basically, uh, my wife was extremely nervous going in and having never been in a recording studio to record. She was really nervous, and so uh, Matt, who was very sensitive to that, he literally pulled out these four movable walls that they've used in studios were to block things off, and he put me and her in the middle of this square the square that he had made out of you know mobile walls, and he put a microphone in there, and we sang that song, just me and her acoustic guitar and one microphone, one microphone, and we sang the song we did it we did like three takes, and that was the that was and that was the extent of it we 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 did three takes, and Matt picked the three best bit you know the best bits out of each three takes. And it 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 came out magic, man. And my band, they're on it, but it's just you can just barely hear them. You can, uh, my my drummer didn't even he used brushes, but he didn't even play on a drum. He played on his thigh, literally. He played. He play, it's so stripped down. It's so. I mean, you can hear. It's like you can hear every little thing going on on the record. And I'm so proud of that. You uh, know. And, and, the, and the song, you know, the song, Breaking Up For Good Again, I got to sing it with the person I lived it with. You see what I'm saying? Because me and my wife, just like anybody and their wife, you know, they're going to get in. You're going to have arguments and times you need little breaks, but but the love keeps you coming back. And so that went great with my wife. And, and, uh, and then I have an older daughter, uh, a kid who lives in New Orleans. She teaches music lessons. And she and I wrote a song. She's 28 years old now, but we wrote a song when she was about 12 years old. She wanted to write a song, and she had a title, and the the title was uh, "Sapphire Dream." And she wanted she was big into the Beatles at that time, and at about around 12, she discovered the Beatles, and she said, "Daddy, I don't want to write a song like the Beatles." And my response was, "Well, yeah, I do too. <laughs> Good luck with that." So. Uh, but we wrote this song called Sapphire Dream, and it just came out beautiful. And she, like I said, it happened so long ago, but it just I brought the song back um, because I felt like it fit this record. And, and my daughter that I wrote the song with, I, anybody that's ever heard her sing will tell you I'm not exaggerating when I say this. She's literally got pipes like Aretha Franklin. It's unbelievable, her voice. And so I brought her in, and she sang on Sapphire Dream, and it just sounded amazing. She sang harmonies with me on the chorus, and and it was magic. And it, it, we it, we was such a it was more it was a, it was it was it, it went far beyond the usual. Let's go cut a record. It was I felt like something really special was happening, not just because of my wife and because of my daughter. Those are great things, but I, I truly believe this is. Probably the best song bunch of songs I've ever had on one record, and i'm I'm so excited about it, and it took so long for it to come out but um uh, i I can't wait to share it because I feel like there's so many things on this record that anybody that listens to it will say, "Oh, I went through that, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's all stuff that's it's 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 not because I'm anything great. It's just the subjects that I'm talking about are timeless and they're universal. And the stuff I'm singing about and, and talking about on this record, it was relevant 50 years ago, and it's going to be revelant, uh 50 years from now. You know, there's so much going on. and uh, You know, I don't talk a whole lot about it, but uh, during the pandemic and before the pandemic, like a lot of people my drinking my consumption of alcohol increased to a dangerous level I I, I my social drinking it you know it, it just seemed like every time I drank it took a little bit more to get my buzz on and and it finally came to a head uh, it was I felt like I was destroying my health and uh... I just made a decision to quit drinking so uh... I haven't drank in almost five months which that might not seem a lot to, like, a, a long time for, you know, somebody, but for somebody like me who started drinking to excess every single day to have five months uh, clean under my belt, I feel really good about that. And there's several songs on the record that I wrote when I was in that dark place. And you know, there's a there's a song called, uh, uh, there's a couple songs. One's called, uh, 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 uh what was it called, uh, let see, yeah, Apple Pie Moonshine. Uh, I wrote a song called Apple Pie Moonshine, which uh, it's about me drinking. Uh, you know, in the in the lyrics of the song, it actually sounds like I'm talking about a woman, but I'm actually, and you could take it that way, because the way I wrote it, it, it could mean a woman, or it could mean an actual big glass of apple poop, uh, pie moonshine sitting there, you're getting ready to drink. And I just used apple pie moonshine to some to symbolize my alcohol problem in a nutshell and and uh so apple pie moonshine was was written about me drinking too much so you know, and who out there in, in listening land you know a lot of people can relate to the drinking thing getting out of hand you know uh, and so I think i've um I've got a, a group of songs here that that lets the fans know that I understand what they're going through uh a, largely because I've went through it myself, you know. And uh I just want to be a voice for everybody.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's interesting that um, uh, you're talking about Matt Ross Spraying, and uh, he's kind of been this this protege of uh, Dave Cobb, and and Dave's recorded so much good stuff, and and so is Matt. And I think it's cool how that that world um, is, is kind of keeps expanding outward. And um, yeah, Matt, yeah, you
1: know, uh, you know, all all praise and credit to Dave Cobb. He's a great producer. He's done so many great projects, and he's he's definitely got the the magic touch. But you know, there's more. You know, there's more people than him. That's great, and one of them is Matt Ross Spang. And you know, you know, perhaps him. I don't know the the exact history of his relationship with Dave Cobb, but he has to have learned obviously a lot about being a producer just by working with with Dave as an engineer. So, but on his own, he's a force to be reckoned with. I'm I'm here to tell you, man. what well, I mean. And I can put the needle on the record and prove it. I mean, this cat, this cat brought it, man. And it was, like I said, it was the perfect matchup of producer, artists, and songs. It was I don't know that I've ever had this perfect of a matchup to get the product that I'm so proud of. And, and I feel like a lot of these songs are going to resonate with people and uh, maybe even help a few people. You know, songs, if they're written right they can steer somebody in the right direction, you know? And uh, maybe some of the songs will do that for for people, I hope.
0: Absolutely. Well, speaking of the, the songs, I really like the sentiment in uh, the song Two Tears of Joy. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that one.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, that right there, Tears of Joy, is exactly what it says. I'm a 56-year-old man. Nothing in my life has ever went perfect, but I've had a really good life. And uh, you know, when I look around at all the things that's coming into, into my life, the good things, you know, it's just sort of a retrospective, way of saying I'm just grateful and I'm just thankful. You know, uh, not you know, the, for the listener once again when they listen to the song, the, the song says, uh, "See, uh, see, was, oh, I don't." Ha- the chorus says, "I don't have everything." But what do I really need? I've been such a lucky boy. I'm crying two tears of joy. That says it all, you know. Because you know the richest man in the world wants more, but you need to stop every once in a while and say, you know what? Sure, I'd like for you know this and that to happen, but look at the good things that are happening, and don't 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 forget to enjoy those things. And so, two tears of joy i'm glad i'm glad it is stuck in your head uh i hope the meaning of it stuck in your head you mm-hmm. know what i
0: mean yeah yeah
1: i I've, hope you got something out of
0: it absolutely i totally did i was out for a, a walk last night and i was listening to the record again um and uh that you know that's the opening track and and i was reflecting on it the whole walk it was good
1: yeah it's like it sets a mood it set that's you know sequencing a record is important too and and I wanted the record to start with uh, on a positive note and a reflective note, and then just go from there. you know, and uh, uh, I'm really proud of that song. It's funny you mentioned that song because I'm, I'm having a lot of other people who've heard it say the same thing. They said it was a, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a prayer of affirmation. You know It's like when you get up in the morning, listen to two tears of joy. You know, and that'll start your day for you, and just it'll help you to be thankful for what you have. Keep on reaching for the stars. Don't get me wrong. Keep on trying to grow and in, in, in whatever you're trying to do, but don't ever stop enjoying the moments as they come. Don't look past what's happening right now. Enjoy it.
0: That's good stuff. So um, are you guys going to um, uh, start uh, touring again? Is that starting to open up for you guys?
1: Yeah, we've already done some gigs, uh but you know, slow, you know, a, a lot of the venues during the pandemic that we played literally went out of business. You know, there's like, you know, they couldn't keep the doors open, you know, cuz there's nothing going on. But so some of the venues that survived, we're going back to them and you know, some of them are at half capacity. So, you know, it's it's not you know, it's going to take a little time for the world to get back like it was, but um it's it's going to come back. Yeah. We we've done a few shows, but uh the second half of the year is going to be real busy actually. Yeah, we got a bunch of work coming up.
0: Absolutely. So if people want to uh, support you and then buy your stuff, merch and music and all that kind of stuff, what's the best place to find you online?
1: Uh well, just as far as merchandise and stuff like that, there's always com. you know, and um you know, you can go there and get and and, and as far as music my music's on all music outlets, any kind of music outlet, we're there, you know. And uh, so I'm easy to get in touch with, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I got—I just got a good feeling. It's, a lot my life is in a better place, and uh, i I'm, I'm more focused than I've ever been, and I'm prouder than I've ever been of anything I've ever recorded. I just am.
0: Fantastic. All right, man. Well, that's all the questions I had for you. Thanks for uh, connecting with me today.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate that. And, you know, it meant a lot to me that you mentioned that song, because that's what I was hoping would happen. I was hoping somebody would listen to the song and maybe get a, you know, my dad's a preacher, so I use the preacher terms, maybe somebody could listen to it and get a blessing out of it. You know what I mean? Receive a blessing A good feeling I don't know if you I don't know if Get a blessing Is part of your vocabulary That might be a southern thing But <laughs> When they say Get a blessing It means You got something That made you feel good Yeah
0: Right Well I'm a, I'm a former evangelical I went to Bible college I was going to be a preacher And then Things changed But um, Oh okay I, That's well, in my vocabulary Well you know what getting a blessing is Yeah <laughs> Absolutely Oh you
1: know what getting a blessing is All right. Well man I appreciate you Taking the time to talk to me
0: Thanks to Paul for calling in and chatting with me about this album and make sure you check it out. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend until next time, everybody have a good one.